Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's, it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and it's episode 421, Breaking the Ice. So you get it? Because they, they scored a goal, and it was cold out. Ah, so yeah, it works on two levels. Yeah. What's not working on multiple levels, though, is the Red Bull's goal scoring. Yes. <laughs> uh, Red Bull's at least did not lose. Uh, they came away from the game in Minnesota with a 1-1 draw in the snow, which was clearly the grounds crew wasn't ready for. Um, so before we get into what we're going to talk about, do you have the uh, tweets? Yep, we just have we a couple, just a couple right here. Uh, one from Jeremiah at Red Coach J said, I still don't know what to make of this team. I could create separate, well-crafted arguments for why you should be optimistic and equally why you shouldn't get your hopes up. But I do know is that it feels like we're watching a second preseason as they figure stuff out on the field. And then our friend, uh, Pierre Delecto, the man was at the game. He said Hoth was great and the stories to go with it with that brief, brief catharsis of finally being able to sing Twist and Shout. And falling on my ass going to the stadium will write the story of that game compared to the hangover ruining emotionally raw agony of not winning in four weeks. So, yeah. It's God not, not a, yeah. Say, God it's bless not great. that game. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into our likes and dislikes. Truman, you go first. What did you dislike about this one? I could talk about the game because it's frustrating. But let's talk about what you touched upon, and that was the field. Uh, clearly not prepared for this, which is crazy because the game was in Minnesota and not Miami. Um, the field was a mess, but the worst part, and I can't believe you didn't say this in our, in our, uh, our Facebook chat. In the second half, you know what I'm going to say, right? They only cleared one half of the field. And it was the attacking side for Minnesota. That's a sham, man. I'm sorry. There is no excuse for that. There's no reason they couldn't have cleared the entire field in the 15-plus minutes that they had for halftime. But somehow just the attacking side for Minnesota got cleared. How weird. How just strange that was. That happened to be the one side they were actually able to clean off. So it's not that they didn't clean off the one side. They technically did clean off both sides. It's just they did a better job with the one. Oh, right. The, That's what it is. It's a better job at the attacking side for Minnesota. So the only thing I'm going to say is from what I saw online is Minnesota has a, a, a basically a heated field. Like I guess they have heating coils underneath the, the, the turf, right? Um, 
My only real guess is that the heating elements on the one side of the field are working better than on the others because the beginning of the game, the what was at that point the defensive end for Minnesota was the and they had only cleared the penalty boxes, nothing else really. Yeah. The penalty box was much cleaner than the Red Bulls defending half. And if you look at the just looking at the boxes themselves between halves, those boxes didn't change. It was just the outside of the box for those first 18 yards from the goal line out. So for some reason, they decided to only clean out the wings. Right. I don't know why only the wings. Like, why not just finish clearing the boxes? But it, it was kind of weird. I. I I personally do. I personally don't think it was intending to be malicious in terms of giving oh, one team advantage over the other. Total concern. I mean, I'm sure there is, but um, I don't. I really don't think it's one them trying to be malicious of. Hey, we're going to give our team an advantage because if it was, why not make the attacking half worse for us in the first half? Well, I mean. They, I, you could just give them an overall award for piss poor job cleaning up that field when there was what like team members or members of like the Red Bull team like scooping snow off. I mean, yeah, the the weird rectangle on if you're looking at the TV angle, the um left hand side of the field like towards the touchline, the near touchline, that was near the Red Bulls bench, and apparently they were cleaning an area away using. I think I heard something like lids from containers to like create a space that players can, can warm up on. Yeah. Pre-game. Very weird. And, and apparently it started snowing like three hours before the game. So it was almost like they got caught unaware, which I'm sure it was in this, the forecast. They're in Minnesota until it's August. They should be ready for snow. And even then, at August, all times, you might... <laughs> right. All times be ready. It's fucking Damn right, coach. All right. Uh, I dislike. uh, I don't know. We didn't really play bad defensively. It was just one bad corner. We didn't really play great offensively, but nobody really did. Um, let's go with the substitution patterns, because I really don't understand what the fuck Struber's doing, subbing out arguably the most creative player on the field. And the 60th minute every single game. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly am not sure if Laquinius has played a full 90 minutes in his <coughs> one year and two matches. Probably not. With this team. Probably not. It's just really weird. Like, okay, if you want to argue this past weekend was because of the snow, okay, maybe I'll give that to you. But the first two games of the year, he still came out around the 60, 65th minute. Like, I don't understand. And I think one of the excuses Struber came up with before, like he wasn't attacking the way he wanted or whatever, it's like, then why the fuck are you playing him? If he's not playing the style you want, put somebody else in. Right. I mean, there's a reason Barlow keeps showing up on the field, and no, I'm sure Barlow's a great guy, but the reason Barlow keeps playing is because it's exactly what Struber wants as much as the fans generally don't want it because hey him and nobody else are scoring goals anyway but 
you know, if you're the coach and you have a specific style you want to play and you're saying a player is not up to playing that for full 90, then get someone who is. Right. It's just that simple. Right. Everyone knows how grueling playing that that press can be. So you yeah. should probably have an entire team that can do it. Exactly. Especially like Aaron Long talked about in the interview, there is no plan B. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, likes. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll let you go first for this one, too. What did you like about this one? I mean, I guess the the only thing to really like is that they got it out of draw in that game. Uh, going down one nothing, scoring off the uh, the corner, seeing Reyes score. What What is it? The, the stat? He's the 28th. Uh, Red Bull slash Metro star in 28 seasons. So they've never had like the same person score first. Yep. Which it's just a bonker stat, but um, it was good that they actually, they got, they finally scored a goal. Um, and then they held on for a point in just God awful conditions. So it definitely could have been worse after they slip slid all over that field, especially in the first half, a lot of falling over. Um, Again, to actually get out of there with some kind of result, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just go back to defense. I mean, as much as they gave up a goal, they're still having a pretty good track record in terms of not allowing many attempts, right? I think coming into this game, it was one a, one shot on goal in two matches played. Mm-hmm. And that was the penalty kick in the in the first game. So, so yeah. or maybe it was maybe it was like two. Where it was like one in the run of play. Whatever it is, like that's just a crazy stat for two games to to keep your opponents that low. And I don't remember what the number was for this match, but it, I feel like it was less than five shots on goal. So to keep three opponents under that number, and I mean that's still that's impressive, no matter whether you're in the snow or not or who you're playing. To have that defensive discipline for three straight games is a good sign for things going forward. Yeah, as well, we talk about it every year. Right? <laughs> now, only if we can score goals. I've been happy about scoring goals. It's it's pretty much the same story. Yeah. All right. So, afterthoughts. Got it. Bring up. I, yeah, I got to bring up Apple TV. Unless you're something else game wise. No, just shout out to the uh, the away support for showing up to that game. Maybe one of these years we can actually play in Minnesota in the summertime and not always in March or freaking end of February. Yeah, we, we've talked about, me and you have had talked about going to a game in Minnesota, like doing a road trip if they did it at the right time of the year. Yeah, and they just keep making it not happen because I'm, I'm yeah. just, not, as you saw, kudos to everybody going out there, but uh, no thank you for me. Yeah. No. 7.30 p.m. local time. <laughs> nope, nope, all set with that. All right, so this MLS season pass stuff. So I did not watch this game live because my wife and I went to a local production of Beauty and the Beast, which if I I didn't I would have given the like to that if, if it wasn't for defense, but to say that they did a pretty good job of putting that play on. Uh, anyway, watching trying to watch this game live without getting the score spoiled sucks. Um, this is literally what I had to do. I stood in a different room and I had to describe to my wife who was using Apple TV 
like literally the Apple TV, um, how to find the game and then scroll past the highlights <laughs> down to the watch now option. And then where she had to hold the button for three seconds so she could then select a 90 minute replay. Because when you get to the ga- the page for the game and you select play now, it shows the seven minute highlight video, not the 90 minute game. I understand wanting to have highlights front and center, but have an easy way to watch replays. Yeah. Right. As much as MLS season pass is a vast improvement over the ESPN plus model because you get better picture and more consistent um, audio and stuff like that. At least on ESPN plus, I was able to find the replay and click play without finding out the score or having to worry about seeing a highlight. Like, just let me, if you have to, just make a separate hub for replays. Just allow me to get to it and hit replay. And just let me watch the match without having to do anything else. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the broadcast, I, I, I mentioned on this, you know, when I, when I was watching the game live and I'm like, boy, I, I know this voice. I'm like, is this the Monday Night Raw guy? And sure enough, it was Kevin Egan calling the game, uh, who sounds constantly out of breath the whole time. He sounds out of breath on Raw, and he sounded out of breath calling the game. It's it's a weird, it's weird. It's it's very off-putting if if you watch him call wrestling. It's it's just, I don't know. It sounds exhausted. And uh, this is the same thing. And his but... name is John Cena. <laughs> I wish that guy was to call in the game. I'm sorry. I seem like the perfect, perfect time for that one. It was. <laughs> so we get more breathless Kevin Egan, I guess, throughout the season. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a, there's a, I think we're going to like who the next one, next announcer is going to be for the game coming up this weekend. All right. Uh, any other afterthoughts for the um, Minnesota game? Nope. Except that I feel like I'm in Minnesota because it just snowed again here. So, <laughs> Oh, by the way, kudos, Minnesota, for debuting the white jerseys on snow day. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they disappeared in half the game. They were gone. And I don't know about you. I actually had trouble tracking the ball for a few minutes, too. Yeah, 100%. I, I, which is weird. See, The Red Bulls are very easy to see. But, yeah, the ball, oh, which yeah. was that reddish color. It's the, it, the orange ball. But for some reason, the white balance was so fu- screwed off, I guess, because of the snow that it just hit the ball. It was not just you. Honestly, I don't really blame the production guys for that one. That's just like, well, you get thrown a shit hand in terms of snow. Like, how are you supposed to adjust colors yep. all of a sudden? I was just like, as long as the players can see it, I don't care. Yeah. Clear, clearly, we'll know when the ball goes in because people will react to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, Red Bull Pain Index. Uh, not as many responses today. We had 20 people uh, instead of 70, but that's okay because pain is pain regardless of who's telling you what they have. Uh, so out of the 20 responses, the top vote getter with eight was a pain level of four, which is roughly uh, a little bit higher than last time. So we were at like three and a half last time. Uh, 25% had a three. So we're probably right around the same, you know, same general point. And then uh, number third is with three votes, a pain level of one, snatching 
drawing or draw snatch from draws a victory. Which I guess somebody just saw draw snatch from draws and didn't read the rest of the sentence because <laughs> yeah, clearly that wasn't from victory. Um, what I do find interesting though is that someone voted a level nine. Like how how far into despair are you already? They're, they're like just, you're throwing nines out there. I'm guessing it's Steven Santos and he's just losing his mind at this point. My guess. Steven, if that was you, just tell me. I know it was you, buddy. I know. You've had enough already, and I, I completely understand. It's like, if we're not winning every game, it's nothing but pain. Yeah. All right. Uh, prediction contest, nothing changed, because we both predicted losses. So, at least we were both wrong in, the, in a positive way. Yeah. All right. So, the Red Bulls' next match is this Saturday, March 18th, at home against Columbus. Coverage starts at 7.30 p.m. We kick off 7.39. Uh, MLS season passed, but it is not the free game of the week, or one of the free games of the week. Um, however, the big thing is the play-by-play announcer, Steve Cangelosi's back, baby. Oh, welcome home. He just won't have Shep with him, but it'll be nice okay. to hear Steve's Steve's voice again. Uh, Columbus comes into this game with a 1-1-1 and record. Uh, four goals scored, five against, so it's like a minus one goal difference. Uh, their season so far has been a 4-1 loss at Philly, a 2-0 win at home versus DC United, followed up by a 1-1 draw on the road at Toronto. So, Truman, what do you think going into Columbus? I mean, they got to win at some point, right? they got to win. It, I I just it has to it has to happen because I don't think I don't think they're bad that bad of a team. In fact, I predicted I thought they were going to be a pretty good team. So I this is it. This is when all their designated players actually start the game. Full complement. Better be have two right. I think we have two maybe. Um, but I think they're all going to be out there starting. If not, I'll I'll crank the paint up index up to nine myself. Um. I'm, I'm going to go to a 2 nothing win. Let's roll the dice. I, I, I think they're finally going to show up. I mean, they scored a goal. I think they get two more this week. I'm, I'm feeling good. So if that's the case, does that mean that the week after they get three? Yeah. Oh, four? Wait, wait till the end of the year. It's going to be. <laughs> man, having MLS like 30-something goals uh, in a game. Breaking all the records. <laughs> all right. Um. I feel like I should be in a like I'm not gonna predict the win until they prove they can do it mode. And Columbus always plays them tough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna win. I I don't think we're gonna lose at least. I think I'll stay with a one-one draw. At least get a goal. And as you said. If our designated players are not out there to start the game, something is definitely wrong. And the next level to that is if they're not playing for at least a whole second half, then we have a different problem. Yeah. If that's if that's the case, someone may have to uh, ask him who put him in charge. I do not want to see Barlow in that starting eleven. I just oh, don't. God. I just don't. I can't do it. I I, I I can't. Well, he wasn't in it this week, so at least I know. That. I know, but I'm I'm just saying. I can't. I can't handle it. <coughs> well, we'll see. 
All right. With that, it's time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Okay, so two big news stories I have. Both of them breaking, uh, I think, in the last two days. So first one is the big one for um, U.S. soccer fans. The independent report on the Greg Berhalter domestic violence incident back when he was in college with his uh, then-girlfriend, now-wife. For those that do not remember, uh, the Reynas, parents of Gio Reyna, who only played a substitute during the World Cup, were upset because after the World Cup at a supposedly off-the-record event, uh, an unnamed person, who they presumed to be Berhalter, made comments that basically Gio was, uh, to make it short and sweet, a cancer in the locker room and made took steps to help him or try to get him uh, on the better side of his team. And so in response, they went to U.S. soccer officials and told them about this incident from 20-plus years ago. Um, and Burhalter and his uh, then-girlfriend eventually reconciled, got married, and have been married for years now. Uh, they brought an independent investigator, and this is what uh, we know after the report has been released. So... The investigator confirmed that both Claudio and Danielle Reyna brought the allegations to U.S. soccer. Uh, back when the news story first broke, I believe only Danielle stepped up to say she did it. Probably trying to take the heat off her husband. But now the confirmation that both parents had something to say about this. Um, USSF officials had believed that the reporting was done explicitly to stop her halter from getting a new contract after the World Cup. As Claudio Reno at the time was, I believe, sporting director for Austin FC, he has since stepped down. However, uh, the report does mention that this could be a breach of the FIFA code of conduct, since at the time Claudio Reno was an MLS official and working with Austin FC at that point. Uh, the report also went beyond what actually happened with Burhalter and his wife. Um, and they re- there's multiple instances in the report of the Reynas being or having stepped in for perceived injustices to Geo. Um, the one big incident I remember off the top of my head was uh, there was some game at, with a female referee, and I guess Geo's side lost, and Claudia was basically saying, "Come on, we all know we shouldn't have female referees doing this level of uh, level of matches." You gotta love that. Oh, as the soccer world turns. Yeah. And then, uh, so this is the a direct quote from the report as it pertains to Berhalter. Uh, quote, based on the information obtained, we conclude that the 1992 incident was an isolated event, and we find no evidence that suggests that Mr. Berhalter has engaged in similar misconduct at any other time. And basically, not exonerating him for his actions, but saying that it shouldn't have stopped him from getting a new contract or being employed by the Federation. I, I feel like Claudia Reyna has gone from like Captain America to like U.S. agent. You know, <sighs> everyone loved him. Now he's just like a like a like a dick who works for the government. But this is not one of those Batman you live long enough to become the villain type things either. Yeah. 
it's kind of it's it's sad um you figure claudia with where he was in u.s soccer when it came you know he was here when the league started and helped grow this sport that he would want to actually help foster stuff and not be a stereotypical soccer parent. Although exactly maybe, oh, maybe soccer, soccer parent parents, on, soccer parent on steroids, actually. Yep. Like the ultimate version. Yeah. But it is what it is. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Honestly, I've, Given what I've seen of this, I feel bad for Gio because <laughs> those are his parents. No wonder he's had the attitude problems he's had. Right. Yeah. They raised a dick. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second big news is about uh, FC Barcelona and their total of $7 million in payments uh, to a company owned by referee i'm pretty sure i'm gonna say the guy's name wrong you will <clears throat> negria yeah uh, Negreira. to his company and he was a referee in the liga from 1977 to 92 and then after he retired he was the vp of the referees association from 94 to 2018 um and those payments were explicitly and and I swear to God, I saw a direct quote. I don't know how I couldn't find it, but I saw a direct quote where Barcelona was basically saying, hey, we had to pay him to keep up with Real Madrid. What do you want us to do? Just let Madrid win everything? Like, just blatantly saying, yeah, we did this. So what? So here, here's my thought on it, right? If you can if you can pay off the rest like they did, and they're gonna, there's going to be no repercussions. They're not going to take away any championships that Barcelona had. Red Bull, just just start paying the refs. We know you got the money. Just just do it. Just dissolve like your, I don't know, pro rock climbing team and invest into just paying off referees. I mean, come on, seven million dollars over even like or seven million euros even over like, let's say ten years. That's a great investment for for championships. Hell yeah, it is. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. They don't ask how, they ask how many. That's right. <laughs> I wish I had that clip. Especially when Joni says, but they did ask how. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to, I just realized I want to talk about real quick. Uh, so U.S. Soccer announced, I got, let me get the, uh, I sent you guys. Yeah, I'll break it down. Uh, you, they announced another silly game. There you go. It's it's the inaugural All-State Continental Classico. Great. Another game I won't watch. Uh, April 19th in Glendale, Arizona, USA versus Mexico. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where is the... All right. So the All-State Continental Classico is a new annual event that will feature the United States men's team hosting a top-tier opponent from North, Central, or South America. Uh, and as I said in the group chat, my problem isn't the game, it's the name, because how do you have a, quote, Classico with multiple teams? They should describe it as, come see, come to an NFL stadium 
to watch the U.S. men's national team fans be greatly outnumbered by whoever else they're playing, whether it's Mexico or Brazil or Colombia or probably Trinidad and Tobago. There will probably be more fans of the other team than American fans. Bam. I mean, but can again, we just call it what can we just call it what it is the all-state continental cash grab? That's exactly what it is. At least it's. Oh, I don't know if you've read the announcement I sent you about this. They had a, there's a paragraph at the bottom that talks about the design and branding of the logo. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. I bet I bet all the TV companies are fighting over the rights for this game. Or is it going to be on well, Paramount Plus Plus Plus? Well, no, HBO Max because oh, Turner came HBO in and bought Max. all the rights. Remember? Hey, that's right, oh, HBO sorry. Max, the the home of of soccer. T it, and, and TBS. At least they're putting on TV, but still. <clears throat> yeah, I'll see you at the Gold Cup. You know, you know what would be the perfect synergy for TBS? Have TBS MJF have-, have MJF come out before right before kickoff, and cut a promo on Mexico. I'd love it. I'm in. Or, or even better, have him wearing a Mexico jersey and cut a promo on the United States. Well, if it's on TBS, it should be the TBS champion, and that is Jade Cargill. So, for now. Yeah. All right. So that's all I had for dumping ground. Is there anything you want to discuss? Yeah, of course. This weekend, Formula One's back, and it's in Saudi Arabia. So right now, it's Red Bull <laughs> sitting in number one in constructors championship and one and two in the drivers championship because there's only been one race. <laughs> That's okay with me. I've had two weeks to enjoy this, and uh, I'm looking forward to this race, and I think they're going to uh, take another one, too. Who's going to stop them? Nobody. Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, they're done. They've even, Mercedes is admitting that their car sucks this year. They've straight up admitted their car sucks. That's brutal. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm not watching F1, so... It's a shame. Although, if, if honestly, if I was going to watch racing, I would probably prefer F1 over NASCAR or Indy Series. Don't you want to see a Red Bull thing succeed week in and week out? Don't you want one little bit of glory in your life for the, with, with Red Bull attached to it? Because this I mean, is the I'd only chance that, you have. I was going to say, for that to be the soccer team in New York. but Well, it's not going to be that, so you might as well watch Formula One Sunday morning. Because <laughs> then you get excited about that name. All right. So is that it for dumping grounds? Yeah. All right. So that takes us to our last segment. <clears throat> Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. Now, sure, I could give it to New England for losing for nothing to LAFC, but I'm not. I'm going to give it to Charlotte for losing at home to Atlanta, three nothing. The only reason is because, I mean, they're pretty much the clones of the same fan base. They get full of shit when they start out. But I've noticed that these Charlotte fans really, really think they're great. They really do. They think they're just the best team in the league. They're filling up a football stadium. And how many times have we seen that? You know? Atlanta, Seattle, Metro Stars did it. And if you notice, when Atlanta started going right in the crapper, those fans stopped showing up. Yeah, Seattle's the only one that keeps filling it because that town loves that freaking team. Um, but I love it. I believe Charlotte is has three losses on the year. Um, so, yeah, they do. They have uh, their 0-3. So good for them. And that, one of them two expansion sites in Lewis, who for some reason yeah. is 3-0. 3-0. <laughs> That's right. It's good for them. 
Um, I, I think Charlotte fans just needed a slight humbling there. I mean, they got upset when they lost to us in the Open Cup last year. Yep. Like, yeah, we get it. You, you, you're upset that you lost the game, but Jesus Christ, calm the fuck down. You're a new yeah. team. Your bumps are expected. All right. So is that it? Are we are we wrap, done with this episode? Oh, we're done. Okay, let's wrap up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. $1 a month gets you exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post games, anything we decide to do. Email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show. At Dr. Stooge for myself, at The Truman for Truman. On Mastodon, at Red Bull Rant at mstdn.social. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. I am begging this team, begging them to not have to have me go on this podcast again next week and repeat myself that the defense is great and they give one bad chance and they lost the game. Please, for the love of God. This this is why this is why Pat left. All right, team, you killed Pat. You literally killed the poor man. He's dead. <laughs> His soul has just been destroyed by this lack of offense. Uh, so get your shit together this week and win. All right. With that, <laughs> this has been episode four twenty one of the Red Bull Rant for <clears throat> Truman and myself. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. See you later.